Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. When I was a teenager, I was a lifeguard and a swimming instructor. Best job I ever had. Other than being the pastor of St. Benedict, that's the best job I've ever had. But uh, I really enjoyed it. My brother actually followed suit, so he was also a lifeguard swimming instructor. We'd, we'd exchange stories. And so this one time, he was teaching a class, and he had these little kids, you know, they were all holding onto the wall, and one at a time, he'd, he'd take one and, and help them to swim. And there was this one kid in the class who, as soon as Jared would turn his back, the kid would let go of the wall, and, and he'd start flailing about trying to swim, and, and he's actually drowning. And so Jeremy would turn around, grab him, put him back on the wall and said, now just remember, wait your turn, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get to you. And he was like, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why the kid spoke with a Bronx accent, but he did. And, uh, and no sooner did Jeremy turn his back and help another kid, the same guy, real risk taker, he would let go of the wall and start flailing about drowning, and Jeremy would have to grab him, save his life again, you know. I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> and this, this continued. And I was thinking, you know, swimming instructing, it's kind of like life and death babysitting, basically. And it would be a lot easier, a lot safer to just leave everybody in the kiddie pool and teach them how to blow bubbles and and leave it there. But life involves taking risks, right? And I was thinking of another beautiful example from this summer where I was actually teaching one of my nephews, one of Jeremy's sons, how to swim. My parents, they have this above ground pool and, and the grandkids love it. And so we're all together and the older boys, they're, they swim like fish. But Ezra, who is a little bit younger and still a little timid, he was clinging to, to the ladder. And so I was trying to get him to, to swim out to me a couple of feet away. And, and so he'd swim out and then he'd grab onto me and, and I'd put him back and I'd step a bit farther back and encourage him to swim out a bit farther, and, and, you know, I couldn't force him, right? Because that would just scare him off, but, but just call him, encourage him, and he'd, he'd go a bit farther. Two feet became three feet, became five feet, and eventually he swam the whole way across the pool. And it was awesome to see the grin on his face, that sense of satisfaction. Because Ezra was made to swim out into the deep. And that involved taking risks. It involved letting go of of safety and getting out of the comfort zone. And I want you to think for a second. Think of a time when you took a big risk. Now maybe like Father Alex shared a few weeks ago, going to the gym for the first time. Big risk. Or maybe it's asking somebody out on a date. Big risk. Or uh, moving to a new city, trying a new, moving into a new job that could feel risky. Or perhaps it was getting a puppy for the first time, <laughs> you know? Never growing up with pets, that could, that could be a risk. Or deciding, you know what, we're going to take on this home renovation project. Just watch a few YouTube videos, we got, we got this figured out. That could be a big risk as well, you know? All kinds of examples. The thing that's consistent in all of these is that there's an element of the unknown. We don't know how it's going to turn out. 
with, whether with school, with work, with something in our personal life, we step into something that could actually end up going very poorly. You know, you ask a girl out on a date and she rejects you. If I had a nickel for every time that happened to me, you know. Or you, uh, you decide you're going to move off to a new city, to, to, to a new job, and it doesn't work out. You, you're left feeling unsettled. Or you take on that project and you end up spending way more time and way more money than it would have cost you if you had just hired a professional in the first place. There's an element of risk. And yet, as the expression goes, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And what if taking that risk is the very thing that leads to a huge breakthrough in your life, to something new. You, you fall in love with your future spouse. You uh, meet new people. You experience new things. You discover that life is so much more than just about playing it safe. Well, Jesus was actually into taking risks. He liked to call his followers to take risks. And this is what happens in the story today. There's these crowds. They're pressing in on him. Jesus steps into Simon's boat and gets him to push off from shore. Now, just pause there for a second. I was trying to imagine like a, a fisherman's wharf in, say, Lunenburg, right? You ever hang around those places? You know, rough and tough fishermen. They work hard for a living. They, they have calloused hands. They use salty language. They, they have weathered faces. You know, I wouldn't dare setting foot on a fisherman's boat without asking permission first. You know, let alone telling him, yeah, yeah, just push off into the harbor a little ways. But as I said, Jesus, he was a bit of a risk taker, you know. I'm being a bit tongue-in-cheek here. Obviously, he, he respected Simon's free will, but he, he asked him to push off from shore. And then after that, even farther, he says, put out into the deep. Now Simon, and this is the key turning point of the whole passage, Simon was faced with a choice. He could have said yes. He could have said no. Right? He had just spent the whole night fishing and they came up with nothing. Zero. Zilch. Nada. And uh, I know from my own experience, I used to be a fisherman and I was really good at catching the bottom of the lake. Right? pull in seaweed or that vegetation and have to clean off the clean off the hook. Well, Simon Peter had just done that. They got to shore. They were cleaning off their nets after after a, a futile night of fishing. And Jesus is asking them to go out again. Here's what he says after Jesus makes this request. Put out into the deep. Let down your net for a catch. He says, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. He says yes, in other words. And what follows is this unbelievable catch. Now, I want to highlight a pattern that I noticed in the scripture, and I think it's a pattern that's real in our own lives. So there's four things that I see. First, there's human limitation— then God calls us. Then there's a human choice. And then 
God amazes us. So real quick, just go back to this story. This human li- limitation, right? Simon had been out fishing. He caught nothing. He, would, he was limited. And then, and, and I'll use the example of Ezra as well, he was limited. He was used to just swimming with his, his puddle jumper, that, that little life jacket. He was limited in how far he could swim. And then there was this call, put out into the deep. Or I was calling Ezra, swim out into the deeper water. And there's a human choice. Both Simon and, and Ezra, uh, they had a decision to make. Are we going to say yes? And when they do, God amazes them, right? This huge cache of fish, or in Ezra's case, he realizes, I can swim way farther than I ever imagined possible. Human limitation, God calls, human choice, and God amazes us. And this pattern repeats itself, actually, in the very same story. What happens next? Simon, he falls down. He's, he's overcome with, again, <laughs> his human limitation. He's aware of his sinfulness. Depart from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. And you might think, oh, that, that's, that's horrible. Well, actually, G.K. Chesterton said the main distinction between human beings is not between those who are sinners and the non-sinners. It's between those who know they are sinners and those who don't. And so it's kind of a gift, this revelation that he has. His limitation. I, I have sin, and I can't do anything about it. Well, what does Jesus do? He says, he's not even phased by it a little bit. He says, Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching people. So there's this call on his life right? And this call applies to all of us. Not to be afraid, but that we're called to be catching people, to be capturing hearts, to be captivating hearts with the love of Jesus. And then what happens? Over the next three years of his life, God amazes him. They, they make the choice, first of all, to leave everything behind and follow Jesus, and then God amazes them. And I think it's fulfilled really on the day of Pentecost when Simon Peter is there. They're filled with the Holy Spirit. He's preaching and he captures, he captivates hearts with the love of Jesus. And 3,000 people that day are converted to Jesus. This pattern, it comes up again and again. Human limitation. God's call to take a risk, human choice, and finally, God amazing us. I want you to reflect in your own life. Do you see this thread, this dynamic between us and God playing out in different ways? And if you're like, whoa, that's too much. I can't hold all of those four things in my head at once. Well, just focus in on number, uh, number two, which is is there an area of your life where God is calling you to take a risk? Is there an area of your life where God is calling you to put out into the deep, to get out of the comfort zone? Maybe it's something like uh, money-related, or school, or work-related. God is calling you into something, or it's concerning a relationship of some kind, or it's stepping out in faith. 
to try Alpha. For example, you know, we just started our Alpha on Wednesday, and, and it's not too late to join. I was talking to a few people. They said, you know what? I finally decided to take the plunge, to go for it, to put out into the deep. Is there some way where Jesus is calling you to take a risk on him? Now, I want to make this super concrete for us. And I'll offer an example that applied to our parish in recent times. As I was reflecting on this, this, this came to me where we took a pretty big financial risk as a parish. Last May, we made the decision to start giving away 10% of all of our regular income to those who need it more. And, you know, I, I have to, the context, of course, is that our parish is so generous, and I want to thank you for your generosity, of course. There's so many people who have taken risks over the years, the people who who helped to build this church in the first place. They, they made a huge sacrifice. They took on a huge risk to, to step into that. And then so many since who have continued to give, uh, taking risks to support our parish mission. But as I say, uh, there was this, this new step that came recently. Every year when we budget for the year, things are Things are actually kind of tight, you know. There's a, you could say, a limitation on how much we can do and and what we can't do. And yet, about a year ago this time, I felt God inspire me with this idea to start tithing, to start giving away 10%. And and it was like, am I just crazy? We talked with the team, talked to the finance council, prayed about it some more. But we felt, yeah, maybe this is God calling us to step out in faith. And so we said, yes, we made the choice. And you know what? God has totally amazed us. We estimated that between May and December, we would be giving away approximately $85,000. Well, in fact, we gave away $104,000 to those in need which is just incredible. Like, God never ceases to amaze us when we step out in faith. I mean, I want to thank you for your generosity, and I want to give the glory to God for his faithfulness. I want to celebrate the way that he always amazes those who take risks on him. You know, every time I hear this gospel passage, I can't help but think of Pope John Paul II. Because he actually referenced this passage at the turn of the millennium. He wrote this document. It was called Novo Millennio Inuente. I use the Latin just to impress you. But basically it just means at the beginning of the new millennium. And it was, uh, it was published in January of 2001. And in his opening paragraph, John Paul II says this. Our hearts ring out with the words of Jesus, to put out into the deep for a catch. And I asked myself the question, why this verse? Why did John Paul pick this verse out of all of Scripture to be one of the key verses to point to as we enter this new millennium? And I believe it's because God had given him vision 
for the future of the church, that in the, the third millennium of Christianity, the church would be filled with people, with men and women, who have the courage to take a risk, to put out into the deep, to take a risk on Jesus, to go all in, to get out of the comfort zone. That it's going to be people like that who will lead the way forward. Bishop Barron had this beautiful image. He said, when Jesus set foot on, on Simon Peter's boat that day, there was this invasion of grace onto the boat. And I just imagine that, that Jesus wants to invade us with his grace, with his love, with his forgiveness, with his call, and so much blessing. Now, he won't force his way. He's waiting for us to say yes to him, to take a risk. And I ask, what is it that is limiting you? Some relationship, perhaps, or, or money, or a sinful habit, or, or time, some decision that is before you. Take a risk. Jesus is calling you to put out into the deep, to say yes to him. Jesus, you're welcome on board. You can be the captain of my life. And just watch. He will amaze you. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.